Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your World Weather Update for Friday, the 17th day of November. We're going to start off and we're going to be looking at seven-day rain totals across parts of Brazil. Uh, it just these are the seven-day totals through dawn today, and uh, this, right in this area here, it's kind of hard to see this map. Uh, too much information on it, and the borders aren't real good. But if you'll look here closely, that we're looking at Mato Grosso here in the central part of this map, and you can see that the moisture totals over the past seven days were, for the most part, less than 20 millimeters. Uh, there were a couple of spots in the northeast that did get a little bit more than that, uh, but that was uh, what was the exception. And this is obviously not enough precipitation to counter evaporation, uh, with temperatures pushing into the upper 90s and lower 100s every day. Uh, down in Mato Grosso to Solk, same scenario. Most of the state seeing less than 10 or, uh, well, let's say less than 15 millimeters. There's a couple of exceptions in there. Uh, Goyas, uh, pockets of uh, greater rain here in the interior south, but a big part of the west and north wasn't doing very well. And a few pockets in Tocantins also coming up with some heavier rainfall. But then there's areas like Bahia and up into Maranao and Piaui, uh, really minimal amounts of moisture. The same thing for uh, northern Minas Gerais. Uh, there was a little bit more rain in southern Minas Gerais, but most of the key coffee areas really did not get any meaningful moisture this past week. And all of these areas saw temperatures that were pretty darn warm, too. And we did see readings in the upper 90s to lower 100s frequently. A couple of days, we got up to 108 degrees in northern Minas Gerais. Uh, some of the best rain of the week, if you want to call it that, fell in Sao Paulo and parts of northern Paraná. I, at least as far as those um, those crop areas. And the reason why I singled out that particular region is because that is where the Vegetative Health Index has suggested the best crop conditions in Brazil are located. And so they had a good mix of rain and sunshine in those areas. Farther to the south, of course, it was a heavy rain. Uh, it was the big theme of the week. These are rain totals for the past seven days. You can see the majority of the amounts here from Rio Grande to Sul into Southern Paraná. Uh, we're running mostly 100 to about 230 millimeters. The greatest rains were in parts of Santa Catarina. Uh, this is uh, pretty serious amounts of moisture. There were breaks in the rain, so that was helpful. Uh, and if you're not sure what that translates to in inches, uh, 100 millimeters is around four inches, 102 actually. And uh, when you get up to 230, uh, you're talking about nine inches or more of rain. So a pretty wet week in those areas. So that's past seven days, wet in the south, dry in the north. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Let's go look at the forecast upper air wind flow pattern uh, for these next uh, uh, two weeks. This is the 6Z. Uh, GFS Ensemble that we're going to be looking at this morning. And uh, once again, I just want you to be watching uh, in the uh, central part of Brazil uh, for any kind of signs that the high pressure system is going to go away. Now, uh, again, you might have to look at the little uh, wind barbs here uh, to determine where the center of the high is on days like this where there's not a closed contour around and what you should be seeing here remember the wind flow goes from the flag part of the uh, of the icon to the point and you can see that the wind aloft here is quite variable so if there was moisture in the ground we would see uh, thunderstorms popping up all over the place but there's no moisture in the ground or in the air 
And but the air is pretty calm aloft, at least for right now. Now, as we go forward into the weekend and into next week, uh, our high pressure system comes in and settles over that central area once again, portions of southern Minas Gerais into Mato Grosso to Seoul and southern Goyas. This is Sunday afternoon. And you may be asking yourself, well, if that's going to sit on top of that region, then why are we seeing increased precipitation across Brazil beginning at about that time? And that's a really good question. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a little concerned about the forecast, maybe not verifying as well as what the, uh, the marketplace thinks for at least the weekend and early next week. Now, there is a weak influx of moisture coming in from the Atlantic here around to the north of that high pressure system. And you can kind of see that. So there's a, a mid-level atmospheric moisture flux that's coming in that is helping to some degree to support some shower and thunderstorm activity. Now, as we go on deeper into the week next week, that high pressure system is still around. And um, this concerns me greatly. And when we get to looking at the forecast maps here in a minute, uh, I want you to keep in mind what's happening here aloft, because as I pointed out earlier this week, having high pressure at 18,000 feet will put a cap on thunderstorm development. So we will see showers and thunderstorms developing, but we are not necessarily going to be seeing uh, a very aggressive thunderstorm activity. There will be a limit to how far up into the atmosphere the thunderstorms can grow. And so for that reason, rainfall is probably going to be lighter more often than not. And so I would expect to see the majority of the rain turn out to be lighter than what some folks may be anticipating for this period coming up late this weekend into the first half of next week. Now, as we go on forward into time, the high pressure system becomes even more dominating. And because of that, we do end up with a, uh, a even stronger suppression uh, in the potential de development for thunderstorm activity uh, as we get out towards the second weekend of the two-week outlook. And this is a concern. Uh, I do think that this is overdone. I think the model has too strong of a ridge at this point in uh, central Brazil. But if it were to verify, we would probably uh, come in on Sunday night uh, of this coming week, and we probably would see that the model is taking rainfall out of the forecast for the second week of the of the outlook. So this is something we need to watch as we come back into the office place next week. Uh, as time goes along, uh, that system continues to be hanging out over center-south Brazil. So the odds of seeing a serious amount of change in Brazil's forecast is pretty low. Uh, the only thing that I like seeing here on these charts as we get out into the latter part of the second week of the outlook is a more consistent east to west flow of air into the Amazon River Basin that occurs as we get out towards the end of November, early December. Uh, this is one of the necessary changes that has to occur in the atmosphere if we're going to eventually get into a normal monsoon flow. Uh, but as long as the high air pressure is located over central Brazil, we will still not be able to get moisture to flow southward from the Amazon basin if and when moisture ever shows up up there to begin with. So at the very end of the model run, we're still dealing with the same scenario. The high pressure is much weaker, but you can still see it with the flags here, uh, still showing a counterclockwise uh, air move, movement over the uh, central parts of Brazil. So we really, I, I can't get too excited about the rainfall prospects. I don't want to make it sound like it's going to be absolutely dry and as, as warm as it has been. But there is reason to be a little bit concerned and uh 
anticipating maybe that the models are you know, painting too much moisture into the outlook. So here's the 24-hour precipitation distribution as we go forward in time. So that was Saturday. Uh, this is Sunday here when we start seeing those showers and storms increasing. Uh, notice we're still looking at the green color here, so it's less than a half inch each day. Uh, as we go into Monday, still we've got some half inch rain totals out there. And going to Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, that kind of continues to be the case. So daily showers that produce a half inch of moisture that occurs for uh, the next five days, taking us through Wednesday of next week. Now, if you recall, uh, the high pressure ridge gets stronger at the end of next week going into the following weekend. And so as we move into that time period, notice what happens to the rainfall. It becomes much lighter. Uh, we actually dry out the northeast uh, completely. Uh, and uh, the precipitation that second weekend becomes pretty light. Now, we have another little frontal boundary that comes into southern Brazil, and it is going to try to lift to the north. But you saw that the upper air wind flow does not move that high pressure system off of the center south crop, or, or, yeah, center -south crop areas. And so, again, we will not be able to get deep convection to occur. So this is all very, very important to keep in mind. It does rain. There will be showers around, but I think if you've got the idea in your head that there's going to be generalized soaking rains, I think you may be surprised wrong. So uh, be very careful with uh, how you're looking at this. And one last thing I want to show, again, this is from the ensemble, which is an average of uh, multiple model runs. Uh, take a look at the, uh, the precipitation uh, deviation from normal here at seven-day intervals. Now, this is pure model data. This is not me talking. This is strictly what the model says. Uh, first week, first seven days, uh, it shows a clear below-normal bias for precipitation from Minas Gerais into Tocantins and parts of northeastern Mato Grosso, uh, uh, and a lighter uh, departure from normal for the rest of Mato Grosso. We come close to normal in southern Mato Grosso and northern Mato Grosso to Seoul, and then, of course, above normal in southern Brazil. As we go on out further in time into the second week of the forecast, the, the below normal precipitation anomalies become much more significant. And uh, that's because of that high pressure system becoming more notably uh, in control. And you can also see the increase in precipitation showing up in the northern half of the Amazon River Basin. As we finish out that second week, that's pretty much where we leave it. So again, uh, just a word of caution as we come into the workplace next week, don't be surprised if the weekend precipitation looks pretty pitiful and the outlook for early to midweek next week is not that great. And at the same time, the second week is still looking drier biased too. So I think that will be the mentality in the marketplace. Uh, if it's not there today, it, it will be there on uh, Sunday or Monday. All right, it's probably spent too much time with all that, but I want to make sure you are up to snuff on that. Uh, here's the past weather that occurred yesterday. Uh, clearly, uh, the rain in Brazil is pretty minimal once again. A couple of spotty thunderstorm clusters noted here uh, that produced at least a little bit of rain. There was even one in the northeast part of Mato Grosso that occurred all night last night. It was pretty heavy rain. A couple of inches occurred on the on the northeast border area of Mato Grosso. Uh, rains were more, more significant in northern Rio Grande and Santa Catarina. That's part of that seven-day map we were looking at earlier on. So more excessive rains and flooding uh, possible in some of that region. Some these totals in the last 24 hours range from about an inch and a third up to nearly five and a third inches of rain. So uh, it, it, quite a bit of moisture there. 
in Brazil, I'm sorry, in Argentina, uh, the precipitation uh, was most significant in the central part of the country. And it was light. It was kind of left over from yesterday's rain event. Uh, we did pick up on a couple of spots. You got upwards to eight or nine tenths of an inch, but most of it was less than a half inch. And it wasn't all that great. Uh, temperatures were seasonable and uh, really nothing to surprise ourselves with there. Now, this is the operational GFS model run cumulative rain total for the 10 days coming up. And this looks pretty good. And, uh, and when the marketplace looks at this, uh, you know, I can't say that it's incorrect, but if you're only going to get a half inch of moisture in portions of the production region every day and temperatures in the 90s, I'm not sure that the day-by-day -day, uh, uh, benefit of the rain is really going to be there unless the rain occurs in the same place every day all the way through the period. And then you get a pretty nice improvement in soil moisture. So even with my comments that I made earlier about it being below normal precipitation, maybe a little bit erratic, uh, the marketplace is still looking at charts like this, and I think sometimes it can be very misleading uh, unless, uh, you know, uh, some analyst out there is talking to a weather guy. Um, the southern part of Brazil and northeastern Argentina still gets plenty of rain. We're going to get away from the torrents of rain that have been occurring. I think we're going to see a frequent uh, uh, shower and thunderstorm pattern in southern Brazil and neighboring areas, but I don't think you're going to see the high volume events uh, like we've been seeing, at least not for a little while. Argentina is drier bias today relative to yesterday. This particular model run, I think, took away too much moisture. Uh, but with that said, since the scenario in, in Brazil is really going back to what it's been, I think we probably do need to pay attention to maybe a lighter rainfall distribution in some of the western crop areas. But I think in general, for where we are right now in Argentina, this is not a bad place to be. And uh, we're still going to be able to get a lot of field work done from the recent rain. And uh, there will still obviously be need for more moisture. Uh, temperatures in Brazil still warmer than normal over the next five days, well above normal in Minas Gerais. Uh, as we go into the six to 10 day period, because of the increase in shower activity, uh, we will see the temperatures more seasonable, uh, especially in the west and the interior southern parts of the country, the northeast, interior northeast will continue to be warm biased. And we'll see that continue to be the case in the days 11 through 15, with some warming returning to Mato Grosso as we suppress some of the rainfall there. Argentina's temperatures will bounce around mostly in a seasonable range. U.S. weather yesterday was pretty benign, not much going on. Some heavy rain did occur in east central Florida. That was part of that deep low pressure system that produced the flooding rain uh, in southern parts of Florida the night before. And so it did kind of move up along the coast and we got some of the heavy rain to occur in the east central parts of the state. But that was really about it. Temperatures were warm yesterday in the eastern and central parts of the country. A lot of 60s and 70s, really nice autumn day. Cooler air up to the north, but really for this time of year, that's still warmer than usual for many locations. Nothing really to look at on morning low temperatures. Uh, the outlook for the next 10 days continues to uh, promote a restricted amount of precipitation in the upper Midwest, Northern Plains, and Canada's prairies. This is a theme that I think you're going to see all winter long. We'll have our exceptions, but I don't think you're going to see large volumes of moisture in this region uh, all the way through the winter. Uh, in hard red winter wheat country, we're going to keep the precipitation out of the high plains region. Uh, there may be some spits and spats out there once in a while, but for the most part, the moisture is going to be very limited. 
And the further north and east you go in the region, the better the precipitation potential will be. We're going to see a lot of cold air coming down into the uh, central and eastern parts of the U.S., and that's going to bring some snow uh, into portions of Montana, Wyoming, down into Nebraska, maybe even northeast Kansas and, sorry, northeast Colorado and northwestern Kansas. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll see some rain and rain changes to snow events in the Midwest, and mostly in the latter part of next week. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Some waves of precipitation moving through the Delta in the southeast. The Delta has three storm systems slated to move through there over the next two-week period. That should help to begin to ease that long-term drought that's in the in place there. And uh, that'll certainly be uh, welcome in the long run for spring 2024. Uh, California's precipitation will be pretty limited for a while. The interior parts of the Pacific Northwest will continue to see restricted moisture, especially in the Yakima Valley and parts of Oregon. Uh, Idaho will get a little bit more moisture than they will. Temperatures are going to be above normal over a big part of Central North America for the next four or five days. So we get into next week, it's a turnaround, and we'll see the temperatures getting a lot colder coming up. Temperatures well below normal in many areas. By the time we get to the Thanksgiving holiday, everyone will be wearing coats across the, uh, the Midwest and the northern and central parts of the plains. As we finish out the second week of the two-week outlook, we will still have cold weather around in the Midwest and portions of the uh, Mid-South region. In Australia, not much to talk about in the past weather department. It was still hot in Queensland, but here we've got a change in weather coming up. Now, this looks pretty impressive. It's probably overdone. Uh, however, what I see when I loop through the daily uh, weather pattern, we're going to see daily scattered showers and thunderstorms, and that will add up eventually. And We'll see some halfway decent rainfall in some of these areas over the next 10 days to two weeks, and that should help to moisten the soil up and improve the outlook for planting of sorghum and cotton. And earlier this year, because of the El Nino prospects, many producers and analysts had decided that Eastern Australia would have very little dryland crop planting this year. But this rain coming up, if it verifies, might change some minds out there. And we could end up with a greater crop of cotton and sorghum uh, relative to what was anticipated early in the year, if these folks uh, also believe that we're going to see additional moisture coming up over time. With that said, I didn't present a graphic for you today. I will do that next week. But the NOAA forecast model for Enzo continues to suggest that we've already peaked El Nino and that that peak occurred in October and we will see a steady weakening trend over the next several months. Uh, I, I hate to even tell you this because I don't buy it, but uh, that that model also suggests the potential for La Nina in July of next year. But remember that that Enzo model is worthless once you get beyond three months. But uh, I will show that to you next week. Uh, in Europe, uh, not much to chat about. The rains were lighter yesterday, more sporadic across the continent. We still have excessive moisture in many areas, but the outlook in France is certainly improving for central and southern areas. The north may get still a little bit too much moisture. We have flood in the north and east, and uh, it might stay just a little bit too wet to longer, but we are going to move in the right direction. Spain, Portugal, uh, and Morocco are all going to stay in a dry weather mode. Uh, we'll see a limited amount of rain in northwestern Algeria too, but better rains will occur in north central and northeastern Algeria into northern Tunisia. Uh, we're going to see rain in the uh, lower Danube River basin. That'll help to improve the dry pocket there, even southern Italy and parts of Greece will get some moisture. Temperatures in Europe are going to be coming back down to a seasonably mild to coolish uh, uh, trend over time. 
Uh, but it's really not a bad scenario. It looks like in the CIS, not much precipitation occurred yesterday of great significance. The forecast continues to promote, though, precipitation across uh, the Black Sea region. All of Russia's southern region portions of Ukraine will be getting some more moisture. It's plenty wet in many of these areas now. We could use some more moisture in south central parts of Ukraine uh, and maybe a few places in Georgia and the, the southernmost parts of uh, the uh, Russian southern region. But overall, we've done a very good job in fixing moisture profiles uh, before winter dormancy comes along. It is going to get cooler, and we will see the temperatures eventually pushing these crops into semi-dormancy as time moves along. It's been a nice autumn for those folks in that area. The rest of Asia will likely see eventually you know, normal temperatures in the north and uh, some warm bias in the south, including China, which will turn warmer than normal after a bout of cooling in the northeast recently. And it wasn't much precipitation in China yesterday, and the forecast is going to keep precipitation restricted, although we do have more moisture for that northeast corner of the country where it's been quite wet here in recent weeks. South Africa, not much precipitation yesterday. Temperatures were seasonable. We do expect to see an erratic rainfall pattern in South Africa for a while. The uh, trend for El Nino years is for less than normal rains to occur in the heart of corn and soybeans, sunseed, peanut country. Uh, and uh, I do think that that will probably be the case as we move forward in time. In Southeast Asia, nothing new. Some erratic showers still occurring in southern parts of Indonesia. Uh, that's all helping, uh, but we still have pockets that are pretty darn dry and greater rain is needed. And lastly, tropical uh, the potential for tropical cyclone 22 remains in the Caribbean Sea. Uh, this system is going to move across Jamaica and also eastern Cuba as we go forward through the, uh, the latter part of the day today and tomorrow. Uh, some very heavy rains will occur in that region. Some flooding is likely. We'll see four to eight in local 10-inch plus amounts of rain. And uh, there will be some potential impact on rice, coffee, and sugarcane. But at this point in time, I would be surprised to see enough wind to cause any kind of damage to sugarcane or coffee. And the rains will certainly cause some flooding and low-lying areas, but that shouldn't be a long-lasting phenomenon. Uh, lastly, there is a, a tropical cyclone, uh, Mendeley, uh, that is going to move through or is moving through Bangladesh today, and uh, it will produce heavy rain there and also in India's far eastern states. Have a great weekend. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.